Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Sirius, what's going on, Sirius? 
You know, I got codes in different area codes. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out to the homie Luda, you know what I'm saying, for pinning that great song. What's up, gentlemen? It's a privilege and a pleasure to be here with you once again on the call of cookout. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. I ain't going to waste anybody's time with pleasantries. Let's get to work. Absolutely. And uh, we got one more chef. I'm going to bring him in. Mr. Harvey calling out of the 615. Uh, Iowa, but he reps that, that NO. You know how it is. New Orleans. New Orleans. What up, Mr. Harvey? You can take the boy out the bayou, but never the bayou out the boy. So, no, nah, always going to represent New Orleans. But no matter where I am, thanks for having me. Let's get to work tonight. Absolutely, man. Uh, TP just, you know, I, I, I didn't want to avoid it. I had to get on my soapbox. Allow me to uh, talk my ish again. Um, Yankees are Disgrace, absolute disgrace. Right now, uh, bottom of the six, losing six to two. Um, this looks like a freaking little league team. Uh, Mama, oh I'm sorry uh, if, if you're listening oh. to the show. Mom, I'm, I apologize for my language. It might get a little offensive because I'm I'm, I'm upset. Mm. Um, I just have to let Mama Jordan know. <sighs> yeah, TP, it's bad, bro. It's bad, man. Listen, this team uh, lost the first two. <laughs> <laughs> they lost the first two to Anaheim. They lost the series to the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies. Get lost. Man. I mean, this team is horrible. Uh, they can't hit. I mean, I could I could play some sad music in the background. I don't know if it's queued up for anybody, but um, yeah, it, it is pathetic to to, to to watch this team. I mean, you got guys hitting to you know runners on second base hitting to the shortstop, and you're running to third base. I mean, that's Little League stuff. I mean, my son knows not to go to third base on that. My daughter, she just started T-ball. Well, not T-ball, softball, but it's on the team because she's only six years old. Shout out to my little girl. Um, she even knows not to run. I mean, give me a break. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, this team needs to make deals. Uh, they're just waiting for for, um, for Judge to get back. Um, that, that's what Aaron is, is, is whining and crying about on, on other podcasts. We'll be fine. We just, you know, we just need to get healthy. We got one guy. It's one guy. It's going to just decide your fortunes. Aaron judge is ridiculous. Uh, you got, you got this team wanting to be buyers at the deadline, but also get under that luxury tax. I mean, make up your mind. Are you the Yankees? Or are you, are you crap? I mean, you're getting all this money. For twenty million dollars to put a twenty five million dollars to put a freaking patch on your freaking arm. It's a disgrace to put a patch on your uniform and you're telling me you're worried about one point five million dollars under the luxury tax. Give me a break. Yankee fans deserve better. It's crap. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm done until they make a multitude of trades before the deadline on August first, I will not watch this team. Mm. Be timeless. How do you feel about the New York Yankees? Ooh, crap for me, mommy. Oh, I feel like Petey in. Oh, my goodness, this is going crazy. Um, my grandmother, like like when the kids used to, when we was kids or somebody young, used to make a mistake or mess up, my grandmother used to go, mm, mm, and just hear bang go crazy. It's like, mm, mm. now, what's the, the, like, the, uh, the, the Tyrone Powell of me, forget this timeless, like like this is me, right? And knowing that having to deal with this since the 90s, because the 80s, none of these people start screaming Yankees this, Yankees that. The, the, the Yankees were crap in the 80s. They, Jeter and them came around 95, and then they started storming. 
after that, you just knew that they had a lineup that you had to deal with. So then it's like everybody has to turn their TVs on to see if they can beat the juggernaut. This is almost like when Mike Tyson was undefeated and throwing that uppercut and knocking everybody out. That's what it was like playing the Yankees. Now the Yankees are getting punched in the face. They can't handle it no more and watching the city just crumble. This is beautiful. I don't even know which side of New York to look at. Queens is the toilet bowl, a.k.a. Flushing. And looking at the Bronx, the only thing that get down on the Bronx is rappers. That's it. I, the, the baseball game has left them. Do you mean to tell me that they got two hit the other day by the Angels, right? A two-hitter. The, the Angels gave them a two-hitter, right? Boo comes out and says that was the best two hits he's ever seen. You worried about two hits? Wait, do you know how much I'm paying them? Do you know how much I'm paying everybody on that doggone roster? Look, this is beautiful, like, for the, the TP in me. Like, like, but analytically, they got to do better. I and, and here go the TP in me again. I'm, I'm laughing, but it's bull crap that they get to fall back on this saying, oh, we need judge back. That's the way we're going to win and score runs. If y'all really think that this dude is – Lord, forgive me for an hour I do – if y'all really think this dude is baseball Jesus to come and save y'all, y'all, another thing coming. There's more issues than just Aaron Judge. And I know if runners are in scoring position, he has an opportunity to knock him in. Y'all better stop making excuses. Y'all are better than that. The Red Sox caught y'all, and y'all are now the team in the basement for all of the money that y'all poured into there. The New York City baseball environment is terrible. I think it was said in here. I think Barry might have said it, but somebody else too said No, No, Mike said it. I think Mike said it. He said that there will be no baseball being played in the fall classic. It's starting to look like that in the city of New York if these, if the Yankees don't get it together because the Mets ain't catching nobody. I don't think they're getting into a wild card either. So the Yankees are the only hope for baseball to be played, and I feel like the Bronx will be shut down if they don't get it together. And I want to be fair with the number. In the next four weeks, a month, if they so today is the 19th of July. If the Yankees don't start putting together more wins than losses by the 19th of August, y'all could shut her down. It's over, and um, there are going to be more questions that need to be answered, top to bottom. I mean, from you know everyday position players to their rotation. The bullpen, everything, they got to address it because these guys are losing. There's no way, and, and I'm no Yankee fan, there's no way the Yankees lost to the doggone Rockies. They lost to the Rockies <laughs> in Colorado where that ball moves. One game I was sitting up there watching where that went extra innings, and they got caught and lost. They was up two runs, gave up the two-run home run, and then the next batter hit the bomb. So it was like, whoa, like – this what just happened to the Yankees. They lost on a walk-off. Like, this is happening to the Yankees up against everybody. Everybody wants to punch the bully in the face. It's like little, like I said, like little Mac fighting Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was beating everybody tough, and little Mac put them little green gloves on and started knocking y'all the F out. This is funny. This is funny. But, uh, you know, analytically, it's concerning. The Yankees need to get it together somehow, some way. But it, it, it's not – it's not that funny because the Red Sox deserve to get better. The Blue Jays deserve to get better. The Orioles, we don't want to see them at the bottom of the division no more. And the Rays, well, shoot, they was on fire early this season. Now they're getting caught up too, too. So everybody's playing the right baseball at the right time except the Bronx, like, 
water guns. I can't even call them the Bronx Bombers no more. So the Bronx water guns can't put it together no more. So it's summertime, so they can shoot them little water guns off. That's what they're doing right now. But pretty soon they better let that thing go bang, because if not, <laughs> sorry, the season's over. Yeah, I mean, there's a little chance that this team makes it in the playoffs of where they they they're they're playing right now. They don't they don't their bullpen is overused. Thanks Boone. Their starting pitching is is suspect at best, and and you got guys making, I don't know how much uh, Stanton makes per year. He can't hit. You know, what I mean, the TJ Lemayhew looks like the bum that we 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 got when he left Colorado. Don't, don't, of the player don't that do that he, to he's DJ. Been in don't, New York. don't do that. He, he doesn't DJ look like the player play. that he's been in New York the last few years. I mean, I love DJ LeMahieu, but he doesn't look like the player that we got. He looked like the bargain basement shopping guy that we got from Colorado. That's what he looked wow. like. Right now. <laughs> Not too much on DJ. Not too much on DJ. No, he's barely hitting 200. You're telling me not too much on DJ? Is that what you you're telling me right now? You, you need to tell me that right now. Josh Donaldson is done. He's, he's garbage. He's trash. He can't get the, the back of this You're baseball welcome. card. You're welcome. DJ LeMahieu. I like DJ LeMahieu, but he can't hit this I year. Do. He can't hit this I year. I do like DJ. I don't know. Mm. And I like, I like the guy, but he's not hitting this year. He's part of the problem. He's not part of the solution. I mean, this team is mm. ridiculous right now. I mean, I, I, mm. I went to Yankee Stadium with my family. I, I could have easily spent $500 to watch him get blown out. To get blown out was a disgrace. As soon as I sat in my seat, I was ready to go. As soon as I sat down, I was ready to go. It was ridiculous. Um, seriously, talk to me about the state of affairs in New York. I don't want to spend too much time in this back because I want to cook people when we get out of here. You know, gentlemen, it's, it's, it's times like this where you got to understand a couple of things. First and foremost, you know, the Yankees, are, I, I'm going to use a biblical, per, uh, a biblical phrase here. They're an abomination to the sport of baseball right now. An abomination to the sport of baseball. Right. So these clowns to go out there, put on their pinstripes, understand the legacy that they carry, and to blow leads like my son blows bubbles is insanity. You lose a series to the bottom feeders of the MLB. No disrespect to these men. They got jobs. They got families to feed. But the flipping Colorado Rockies, my dude, are you kidding me? You got the Boston Red Sox catching you and surpassing you right now. Right now, as you currently speak, we're eight and a half games out of first place in the division. Now, I will say this. You know what I'm saying? Jar has four type of guy. Um, there's still room to maneuver. Um, there's still room to, 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 to do some different things because of how our division is shaking out and how the, the, the AL is moving around. But at the end of the day, I don't expect us to come back and win tonight. So that would put us nine and a half games out. And you got Aaron Boone on podcast trying to, you know, come in on a white horse and say Aaron Judge is going to save us. Aaron Judge is not pitch. Aaron Judge is not mm. closed. Aaron Judge, is, mm. Aaron Judge is not running the double plays. Aaron Judge doesn't mm. make throwing errors. Aaron Judge doesn't do nothing but hit and play, play the outfield. If the issue mm. is your outfielding, when you're missing pop fly balls, you will have me. I will understand. But what, what I'm watching right now, I play co-ed softball.
on drunk people and, and softball leagues don't even make this, don't even do this. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to watch them because if I watch them when they were good, I got to take my medicine and take my pills and watch them when they're bad. But rest assured, your boy is pissed all the way off and fed up with this nonsense that I'm seeing coming out of Yankee Stadium right now. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Mike, go ahead real quick. Honestly, I have to tell you that um, out of all the teams that I do not like in sports, uh, the New York Yankees are right there next to the Boston Celtics. So it does my heart some good uh, to see this. And, yeah, I said it. Uh, and I'll stand on it. Cut his mic off. I, 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 don't want... <laughs> I, really, I, I really don't believe that we are going to have postseason baseball played in the state of New York uh, as of right now. That being said, for for you, Barry, as a fan, I'll be honest with you, like the best course of action, you might can go get one or two players, but don't try to don't try to fix this whole roster at the trade deadline, even if you don't make the playoffs this year, because what's gonna happen is you're gonna start that vicious cycle of trading trading away a lot of your really good prospects and I understand Steve Phillips said prospects will get you fired. But if you really want to make the kind of changes that you want to this entire major league roster, you're going to have to gut your prospects. You're going to have to give up guys like Dominguez and some other guys that I don't think you really want to do. Anthony Volpe should be a second baseman, not a shortstop. They need to put the kid uh, Peraza at shortstop and just leave him there for a while. Filling around him. DJ LeMayhew, LSU alum, love him, but he's not hitting worth a damn this year. Um, yeah, do you need Judge back? Sure. Do you need Stanton back? Sure. Uh, but, you know, hey, man, uh, some people could use Santa Claus coming down the chimney every day. It just doesn't always happen. They spent a lot of money on, they spent a lot of money on Carlos Rodon. He just made his uh, debut like about a week and a half ago. So just looking around, like they're not getting the return on the investment on the players that they have spent a lot of money in so far. Uh, they got some prospects on their way. I believe they're going to trade in for one outfielder, probably Cody Bellinger or, or somebody like that, to try to put in the outfield and see if it helps. But the funny thing is, is I, I just wonder about the the whole clubhouse environment and everything because everybody just you know we know that New York's kind of a pressure cooker and doesn't work. But I mean, take for example Aaron Hicks. People couldn't wait to get Aaron Hicks out of New York. And he's gone to Baltimore and been very, very effective. As soon as he moved, he even hit a home run on the, the Yankees uh, the next time he visited the Yankee Stadium. So uh, there's a lot, there's a lot there, uh, and I honestly don't think that Brian Cashman is going to be in that general office, in that general manager's office for uh, much longer. I think it's time for some new blood, even in the front office for that organization. And, and I can't – people want to blame Cashman, but it's like, you know, Hank's, Hal Steinbrenner and the, and the company are the ones that are really taking this team and saying, we're the Yankees, we'll charge you all this money to come to our stadium, we'll get the patch on our on our jersey to look like a freaking joke, to look like a freaking uh, NASCAR uh, uniform. But then, you know, on the other hand, don't spend the money for free agents. We need to get under this luxury tax because we we're tired of paying all this money. Like, champagne holes with Kool-Aid money. It's ridiculous. I can't 
speaking anymore. Like, I, I, I don't care. I don't give two craps about this farm system because the Yankees haven't developed anybody since Aaron Judge. All these prospects that they had, one of the best minor league systems that they had for years, tell me one guy that, that's come through the system that they've developed that's been, that's been a home run. Chris Frazier, gone. Um, Sanchez, out of here. Like, Doran, he's sitting here playing second base. He could be on his way out as well. Like, tell me any prospect that they brought up. Really? Severino, his arm's okay, falling okay. up. He's getting hit around the park. Garbage. Like, tell me a prospect that they've developed with this great mm-hmm. farm system. It's a joke. This team is a joke. I am not going to another Yankee game until things change. I'm tired of looking at Aaron Boone's face. He doesn't care. He goes home to a model. He doesn't care. He has no, 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 still shining all over him. Raindrops falling on my head. Nothing's worrying me. This guy is a joke. This team is a joke. I've had it up. I've had it. Okay. So, NBA football is ready to start. Prize prospect that everybody loves in Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe, mm. outside of two, three weeks, has done nothing in the majors. And he's a kid, but he's done nothing. Mm. I mean, he, he mm. had a great spring for a month. Mm. He had a couple good weeks in the majors, and this guy's hitting, barely hitting over 200. I, I mean, it's, it's mm. the lights haven't gotten to him, but let, let's be real. Like, if, if you t- told me I got to trade Dominguez and Volpe for Otani, I'll pack his bags for him. Give me a break. I'm not kicking on to this mm. guy. Like, give me a, a break. More than that. Mm. Take a lot more than that. Hey, absolutely. And guess what? I'll pay, I'll, pay the, I'll pay the farm. I'll pay the whole farm to get him. I, I, at this point, who cares? Because the Yankees don't want to pay the You ain't going to get so him bad in New York. It's so bad in New York right now that the Angels beat the Yankees and Otani wants to turn it around in Anaheim. That's how bad it is in New York. Everybody thought he was going to leave. Now he's talking about, I want to win here. What? Like, like so the Yankees, you can't no, just want to win. Here. I don't know if he wants to win there. I see, I'm they telling you, he's going to be a Dodger. Last night, last night he said here. Well, well, yeah, well that's what he in, said. In L.A., in L.A., not for the red team, maybe the blue team. Well, they must have brought up some hot and cold sake, and he must have been <laughs> under the influence. That's the only thing I can think about right now, because he sure did say here with the Angels after they beat y'all, and I, I guess that gave him a little bold mode of confidence, but I don't think he's going to stay there. But I think that just because they, you know, lived off of that big win and, one by a good amount of runs and two hit the Yankees, that was something to be happy about. If they could string some wins together and make a run, that's another thing. But this is kind of like how I felt about the Twins. The beginning of – well, last week, this last week altogether, they swept the the, um, the Athletics. And I'm like, I'm not behind that. They got to start beating everybody else. Like, everybody picking on the A's. Hell, the Yankees do a perfect game against the A's. And look at how they get beat up by everybody else. I'm, that's who's going to be in the A's. Like, that can't be your measure stick to everybody else in the league. There's teams that are suffering. There's teams that are doing good. The Rockies are a team that are suffering like the A's, and they beat the crap out of the Yankees. Like, no, I'm not. This is a beautiful day right now to hear everybody stressed out. And you're welcome for taking um, 
Josh Donaldson. You guys are probably going to sit on him to the end of that contract. That is another beautiful thing. You need to pick on Stanton. Stanton's up here batting 100-something right now, and this dude is worth a ton of yep. money. He is not getting pennies. That boy is getting bricks, baby. He's like, so I, I don't want to hear this mess about, oh, Aaron Judge is the guy that we're missing. Eh? We're serious, say serious. Like, if y'all missing pop, can't cover the field, I get it. But just like he said, miss me with that Aaron Judge come back to say the day for the Yankees. I'm, I'm loving this. I feel like the King Kong, the Wicked Witches Day. I'm up here running around hearing this. This is a beautiful day. The Post, all of these newspapers in the city killing them. It, it's beautiful to see the, the um, Yankees in trouble. The Yankees look like the New York Knicks of basketball right now. This, this is what it looked like right now. This is what it looked like right now. If they can't get this figured out, how the next one doing? How are the Twins doing? First place in the division. Listen, so um, if they <laughs> don't get it figured out, no, no, how much you want to bet? We can bet a whole bunch of bread. What you want to do? We can bet a whole, whole bunch 40, of bread. You think we have the 500? That's 49 or 47 right now. That's 49 or 47. Oh, wow. Right that's terrific. Aaron, Aaron, sit that's back. Terrific. Wait, Aaron, sit back. Sit back. Sit back. Aaron, sit back. Aaron, sit back, because you ain't the Aaron I'm picking on. I'm picking on judging them. So so if you want to be a target, then get in front of the crosshairs, public enemy. If you want some more bread, you want some more? Do you want smoke? That's, I Do mean, you that's two games above 500. Congratulations. That's awesome. We um, beat the Yankees. We 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 beat the Yankees. The Yankees beat the Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees beat the Yankees. Everybody 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 beat the Yankees right now. Everybody beat the Yankees. The Yankees beat you can't even do that. We can't even do that, Zellin. What do you mean I can't do that? The Yankees about to be free games over 500. The Yankees about to be free games over 500. Don't get mad at the Kinkies for being two games over. I don't care about the Twinkies. I don't care about the Twinkies. I don't care about the Yes, you do. Nobody cares. I just like tweaking you because it's a love-hate relationship. I mean, that's all that is. Now, 14, now 14, now 14, that's the problem. Listen, 14, now this is the problem with America because you get to lie whenever you want to. America got the problem. Excuse me. The era of Donald Trump. Donald Trump told people that they could sit up here and fly. He don't care, but he just told y'all. Listen, he just told you at the beginning of the show. Hold on, excuse me, excuse me. He just told you at the beginning of the show. If you chill with TP, it's a great atmosphere. You could do this out of there, and then he wants to lie because of a love hate relationship. You hate me? You sitting there trying to piss on my team that had nothing to do with the dog on topic? Sports City, in the words of Arsenio Hall, things that make you go. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. Call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. I got TP Thomas. I got Sirius. I got Mr. Harvey in the building. Uh, so media day for college football is getting started. Uh, we got all the, all the um, you know. I heard uh, Deion Sanders isn't going to be at media day for the Pac-10 or the Pac-12. Um, Colorado invited the uh, Big 12. That's actually uh, actually interesting to hear for football, but, um, you know, SEC is having their media day. Everybody's basically having their media day. College football is getting ready to start just like the NFL is getting ready to start. Um, I'll, I'll make this quick. I mean, TP, two-time champion, Georgia, back-to-back. Do they have a third one in their in their belt, on their belt? Do they get another belt, another championship ring uh, this season, or is there another team that we should be talking about that's going to win the national championship? Before I get started on that, 
Shout out mm-hmm. to Dion Sanders. Praying for you, Dion. Mm-hmm. Dion had a surgery again. I don't know the specifics on his situation, but before he had surgery, I think on his lower extremities, I think they did it again. Dion mm-hmm. is struggling. To hear a legend that I know my brother's being a Niner fan, loved him. Dion, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that you pulled through, especially with the change that you made to go to Colorado and Barry brought that up. So fight, because the rest of the football world love you. I, I can't even lie. Even though you were never on a team that I like, I, I, I love you as a, a player. Um, I don't think George is the third in a row. If they do, this is historic. That kid, Bowers, is a problem. I love him. I wish that we could get him being the Lions fan, but I thought that he's going to be a hot commodity. He'd probably be a top five, top ten pick, and I, I feel like we probably going to do better. Um, but I feel George is still going to be a threat in the SEC but I don't think that they get another uh, championship. Um, I, I really can't pen the situation because Alabama's in a situation where they're struggling. They're making uh, Saban look like he has to grind one out. LSU's on the rise, too, as well in the SEC. The SEC's going to be the Civil War. Do you hear me? Like, they are going to go at it all season long. Um, I feel like Texas may raise some stand. I doubt it that, that they do get to a national championship or whatever because B. John's going now. But I feel like this thing could turn around because Texas has always had those games that they lose that they should not be losing, uh, especially them being one of the NCAA powerhouses. So I feel like this year is going to be a shocker. It might be a Big Ten team, and that's a conference that I don't respect like that because all it is is really Ohio State and Michigan that beat each other up uh, year after year, and the rest of the conference just watches them go crazy. I, I don't know if Penn State has it in them to jump to the top serious but we, we'll see i really feel i can't wait to see college football get back at it um acc i feel like they're about a year or two away before they can get back into the uh you know seat you know college football uh playoffs you know run at as best as they can i feel like they're still all on a rebuild down there um but the the pac-12 itself especially how a lot of some of these teams have adjusted to different conferences and how things are getting played out I just want to see how Saturday looks, man. I can't wait to wake up on a Saturday morning and just get ready for that crisp air football. I, I really can't wait. But I can't nail it one down on what team it's going to be. But I really feel like one of those powerhouses are going to come through. But I don't think – Georgia's going to be the hunted. And a good amount of their pieces left from all those defenders that just went to the league. All of them just went first round. Uh, as much as I don't like him at all, Stetson Bennett was the guy that catalyst. Uh, to that offense, he's gone. There's going to be a new quarterback back there. I I don't think they have it, uh, but we'll see. Um, and Arch Manning, uh, Archie's grandson, is down there in Texas. That, so, but that dude Quinn Ewers, the other quarterback down there, he's the, the ambidextrous quarterback that can go crazy too. So it, there's a lot of stories to watch across the board. I'm, I can't wait. I'm ecstatic about the college football season. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I love what I'm seeing. Um, you know, hopefully there's going to be some um, some interesting scenarios, definitely out of the um, the SEC. Um, Sarah, do you think Georgia can repeat it this year, or do you have another team that you like? You know what? I don't think Georgia's going to be able to repeat it. I mean, like everybody, like teachers alluded to, there's been a lot of guys who managed to make the jump from the collegiate level to the NFL level. A lot of them hanging out in the Philadelphia Eagles training camp room as we speak. Um, with that being said, um, I, w- I, w- I would love for Penn State to, to, to pop up and, and, and do something or, or a team in the Big Ten, but a dark horse, if you will, 
the, the college level is won, in my opinion, by a, a, the best quarterback, if you will, to to to, to play the the game. And you know, Caleb Williams is still there at, at USC. Um, I think they have you know something to prove. Um, they 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 got smacked around last year um, at critical moments. Uh, he won the Heisman. He's projected to be the number one overall pick coming out next year. And I think he's the best quarterback um, in, in football. So I think if anybody outside of the, the, the normal, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia uh, tier were to come out and, and surprise a lot of teams, I think it would be Caleb Williams and the, the, the Trojans. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody in the Pac-12 that can give them a, any run, right? In my opinion, I don't, I don't see a team out there that maybe Oregon, but I don't know, you know, if they've reloaded yet or not. So they should have a good path. Um, but it, you know, it's going to be. I think two SEC teams will get into that championship. I think Georgia has a really easy uh, path with their schedule. They had to remove, I think it was uh, Oklahoma from their schedule, so they had to schedule a cupcake. So I think they're, they're in good shape. Um, Alabama, you know, Alabama's Alabama. LSU should be better this year. I, I think Jalen Daniels is Jaden Daniels is going to be. He's going to be a really good quarterback. So SEC should at least get two teams, and I think Ohio State, the class of the. Um, their their conference, I think they they should they're loaded. They should have no trouble getting through that and getting through Michigan and um, Penn State. It's no offense, serious, but um, in, in getting into the their conference championship and winning it all. But like, who do you who do you think uh, in college football? Do you think do you think Georgia um, can repeat out there, or do you think there's another team that can um, get that that chip? Tell me honestly, the odds aren't great that they can repeat, but I think a lot of people didn't really expect them to repeat last year just because it hasn't really been done in a long, long time. Um, I do think that just raw talent-wise, I think the quarterback has probably got to, got more arm talent and has probably got better raw tools than Stetson Bennett. Now, can that translate to the field uh, is the question that we have to see answered, right? So, uh, I don't know that, but I know that Georgia's schedule is not very difficult. I mean, looking around their division, uh, you know, Florida's got uproar. They don't even know what's going on in their quarterback room. Uh, Tennessee is probably the closest competition to Georgia in that division. Uh, they got the big arm Joe Milton playing quarterback this year, but Nico's not far behind. Um, that's the only team in that division. Listen, Alabama's got a new quarterback. So we'll see. There's always a little bit of uh, turbulence when you switch quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, listen, Alabama is going to be very vulnerable early in the season. I think by the time the season hits its, you know, last stretch, the last three or four games of the year, then I think you're going to see, you know, Alabama being very tough to beat. I do think Jaden Daniels is going to have an incredible season at LSU. Uh, he's really taking control of that team. And LSU also actually has a, a second-string quarterback that's very good and going to be ready to take over next year in Garrett Nussmeyer. So I think the quarterback position is good at LSU. I think that they uh, exceeded expectations in Brian Kelly's first year going 10-2 and two in the regular season. They got handled in the SEC title game, but they won their bowl game. 
Uh, I do think they're going to be good. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. They could be better than they were last year and still go 10-2 and two with the way that schedule sets up, right? They play Florida State, who is going to be pretty good this year. Coming out of the ACC, we'll see with Jordan Travis being back. Uh, Florida State, Clemson, and Miami are the other teams that can challenge in the ACC. Uh, I agree with you. Ohio State should be the clear favorite in the Big Ten. Michigan should be right there. And if Penn State gets anything out of their quarterback, though, this is the year for Penn State. They've got a lot of other guys and a lot of other positions that are a lot of talent on that team. Um, Penn State's got a lot of talent. I don't really see a, a legit uh, threat coming out of the Big 12. I agree with Ty. I mean, Quinn, you were supposed to be the starter at Texas. Uh, if he struggles, you might see Arch. But Texas always finds a way to lose uh, games that they're not supposed to. So, uh, you know, you could see Texas or Oklahoma in that playoff picture if they happen to run the table uh, in the Big 12. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, it, there's going to be at least one member, if not two, uh, from the SEC in the top four. Um, but I would say the odds are against Georgia repeating, but I don't really have a team that I'm extremely confident um, is going to win the national title. I just think the odds are, are long against them being able to uh, win three straight. Hey, I mean, they've got to replace the quarterback. So, go ahead, seriously. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I was just going to – You were talking about – Go ahead, go ahead, Go ahead, homie. No, go ahead. No, I was just. No, 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 Honestly, real, real talk. I, I, I wanted to give uh, Mr. Harvey, you know, some 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 respect there. You know, what I'm saying Drew Aller, who's going to be the new starting quarterback for Penn State. You know, is really primed and ready to to, to make a move. And you know, he has tremendous arm mm-hmm. strength. He can throw the football very very well. He can he can maneuver on the pocket. He got to play significant minutes um, last year when Sean Clippert, you know, went down or we blew teams out. And I think this is the year that the the college football playoffs expand um, to to to, no, to, to the more teams. So, as the next, next year. Okay, so I, okay, yeah. so it, it is next year. So I, I think honestly, at the end of the day, I think Penn State's going to be in a position to 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 compete with uh, Ohio State um, I, and and Michigan, if you will. The thing with Michigan is, is the health of their running back. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's coming back off of ACL, whatever the case may be. But again, right. at the end of the day, again, I'm not going to waste any, but I ain't going to waste a lot of a lot of time on it. Um, because we got bigger fish to fry. I think um, it's either going to mm-hmm. be Ohio State or uh, again, I think the dark horse is, is USC. I think Caleb Williams is really going to make a statement. Um, and Lincoln Riley is going to try to figure out how to get his team over the hump. He always seems to find a way. Uh, to get his team to, you know, double-digit wins and, you know, to get clipped like they got clipped um, in that title game a season ago um, leaves a lot to to be desired. Uh, so I think USC is going to be that dark horse. I'm not paying any attention to LSU. I'm not paying any attention to Florida State. I'm not paying any attention to those guys. Or to those guys. At the end of the day, 
this is, you know, a real a, a real kid sport, a real man sport. And at the end of the day, you got teams like Georgia who just they, they don't go through rebuilding; they retool. They're getting all the five star recruits. They're getting all the four star recruits. You got teams like Ohio State who, you know, lost a significant player to the NFL and their quarterback and their wide receiver, but they still managed to retool and get better. Um, Michigan, um, again, retooling get better. You know, again, CP CP to this at the beginning. Shout out to Coach Plum. Um, I'm, you know, he has some stuff going on with his legs or whatever the case may be. I hope he's healthy. I'm curious to see since we're talking about college football. I'm curious to see how he turns that ball club around um, and all the hoopla that went on with that. You know, he's bringing his own luggage and this, that, and the third and you know, people in the in, in the community calling him all types of Uncle Tom's and sellouts and a bunch of other stuff. I, I, I think everybody and their mother's going to have their eyes on what happens in Colorado because for, for nothing else, you just want to see what happens. But I digress, man. I think USC is a dark horse. If not one of them, definitely one of the Blue Bloods. Yeah, I mean, don't sleep on Florida State, man. I think we got a lot of talent coming back. Travis is coming back is huge. But I, I agree. I think I like Penn State. But it's going to be tough. You have, they have to beat Ohio State, and they got to beat Michigan. That's tough, man. I, one of the two. And then they got to have some things fall into place for them to get into their conference championship. I, that, they, if they get the quarterback play that you think that they, they can get, they're going to be a dangerous team, no question about it. But I think, don't, you know, I think – go ahead, go ahead, T.P. No, I was gonna say, don't forget Iowa too. Iowa always give them a fight in that conference too. Iowa know how to beat mm-hmm. up on Penn State too, so watch them too. Mm-hmm. Right, right, absolutely. Iowa's gonna be a dangerous team. They're always well coached. I mean, Alabama for me, I think they gotta replace the quarterback and the OC, right? Because Bill O'Brien's in New England now, so they have some some question marks. They they retool, but they they to me, I feel like they didn't replace the receivers. Like I don't think they got the talent at receivers that they've had in the past that they were just churning out some really talented first round, you know, receiving cords. And, and I think that was a problem for them last year. And now they got a new quarterback in tow with a new offense. So that's going to be a problem. USC well, should be right there if they play deep, if they play defense. Right. I think that was their problem well, so, last year. They couldn't stop anybody. So much to consider and then we, we can keep it moving. Georgia lost mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator because he's he's not a new offensive coordinator yes. in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. So yeah. there's going to be a Mike lot Bobo of question marks. The offensive coordinator now. There's going to be a lot of question marks. There's going to be a lot of question marks surrounding you know Kirby Smart and, and that whole outfit. But again, right. I mean they they got all the guys, they got all the players. Um, it's going to be funny to see how this all plans out. Um, I want to see what Notre Dame does. Um, I mean again. There's nothing like this time of year, man. You know, training camps is open. College football is on its way back. I mean, it's a beautiful time in the neighborhood, man. And the Yankees are losing too. The new offensive coordinator. I appreciate The new new (laughs) offensive coordinator in Georgia is a guy that's been there uh, plenty of times. He played football there. He was uh, very active on their staff. He was, uh, after he lost a head coaching job, he came back there for a while. Um, so they're pretty familiar with him already and they're not changing a whole lot about their mm-hmm. offensive system that they already had in place. Uh, and Carson Beck, who is the, uh, quarterback that's going to take over, 
uh, has been there three years and waited behind Stetson Bennett and has really kind of organized a lot of that offseason. So Georgia's got a ton of talent. They're huge on the Lions. Um, the talent is there. Can they piece it together? The the question with Georgia, honestly, when you look at can they do it in the postseason again, uh, their regular season schedule is soft like bread uh, or like Charmin as Kobe Bryant caught all those guys at practice one time. But the big question with Georgia is going to be can all the – can they not get caught up in all the off-field stuff? Uh, there's been a lot of stories come out over the last few days about people being allowed to stay on the team even after violent, uh, after domestic violence-type situations. There's been something like 30-something DUIs on this team in the last few years. Like, if the house of cards comes falling on Kirby Smart, it's going to be the off-the-field issues that cause it. Yeah, I mean, because they got all these um, – they got a couple kids in the last, I don't know, a couple of weeks or what have you, um, you, you know, with speeding violations, doing 90 and a 45 or, you know, something like that. So it's crazy what, what's going on. So that I think navigating the off-field uh, issues is going to be huge for them. But I, I don't have any issues with them on the field. I think they got the OC from Notre Dame. So, you know, we haven't even talked about Notre Dame. I don't know if anybody's going to talk about them, you know, they they got the Golden Domers have a long way to get back, but college football is going to be fun. It's always a good time, uh, college football talking about NFL. Really? Well, let's talk a little bit of NFL. Go ahead, TP. I heard you. Real, real quick, before you switch gears, the oh, offensive coordinator oh, Mike, from sorry. Notre Dame went to the offensive coordinator from Notre Dame went to Alabama after saying he wasn't going to leave to join Brian Kelly at LSU. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, he, that's right. That's he right. did he he did leave Notre Dame for. Uh, Alabama, so that's where he is. Greener pastures, greener pastures. It's hard to get kids to go to Notre Dame. Um, you know, they got They'll never change. Notre Dame never changed. It's a word called karma. You heard what Paul yeah. Ornan said. They they don't want to bring in the right athletes. They want to keep it yep. by their rules, standards, and books. Look at what's coming back to them. So you reap what yep. you sow. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say yeah. about them yeah. or something. Yeah. I never change. This is Jay every day. I never change. Hey, um, uh, hey, yo, I yeah, got yeah. breaking news. I got breaking news. I got breaking news. The New go, York go, go, go. Denzel Mitt. I've got the New York Jets trading Denzel Mitt to the Detroit Lions. Wow. He didn't tell me that on air. Wait. Yeah, because they were the, the, the word was that they were going to release him if they couldn't get a trade done. So they finally found a trade partner, yeah. huh? TP, give me your thoughts. Go ahead. Go. Go. Wait, I'm seeing that they're releasing him. He didn't trade him. The line no, they said they were going to release him. I'm, I'm, they I'm, said I'm, they were going I'm to release right him if they couldn't find it. Yeah. Who did we give up? Hold on. Well, tell me who was on the other part of the trade. I need to know that part. I'll just send you the link. But let me do some big on it. I'm not going to hurt the Don't do okay. this to me. I don't want to lose my body good. Because <laughs> what I heard was, was to your point, TP, um, that they were going to release him if they couldn't find a trade partner before camp opened. But camp opened today for the Jets. They all reported, right? Um, and then I heard that as recently as a couple hours ago that the Jets were looking where they were talking to the Cowboys about a trade for him going to the Cowboys. That would have been a nice look for them. But um, if, if uh, Sirius's sources are correct, that, you know, Mims could be a lion. TP, do you like the idea of Mims? Not 
think whatever they gave up, we don't know the details, but do you like Mims in Alliance uniform? I think he's a good receiver for what they had in the Jets. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but the Lions are already trying to load up the, the receiving core already. Like, they got a good amount. I thought they were going to try and get D-Hop. They didn't, so we missed out on mm-hmm. that. But to get him is another gun while Jamison is coming back from the six-game suspension. So I'm interested by him. Plus, he's, he's a decent height. At least he's above six feet. I don't want another scat receiver, so that's good. So they could probably go up to him. They bring him golf another weapon, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. But it's it's shocking that they're still trying to load up the receiver core where I feel like – not to say they'll address it, but I feel like we should be more gung-ho on trying to conquer that defense and trying to make the defense stronger. But if they're about it, they went and picked up Antoine Green, the kid out of North Carolina. They they got all of these guys coming back. Amon Raz is the, the one now. Mm. Hey, if, if this is how it's going to work, it's going to work. I, I really love how our, our going into this season is. I just I, I want him to get it now, and it's good that it's happening because our camp starts Saturday, so he's right on time with everybody. And I think that this Denzel Mims pickup is the replacement of the possibility or potential of trying to get D Hop. So D Hop went to Tennessee. It's like now they have to go get the receiver that they wanted to get outside of this course. So. I see what they're trying to do. I'm, I'm stunned that they did this right now, on the fly right now. Brad Holmes, I can't lie, you are one of the messiahs of football trying to turn this team around. The one thing that bothers me about Detroit is, like, who were your GMs before this? Like, Matt Miller, like, you really weren't thinking about moving through free agency or going deep in those drafts and getting pieces to help the team out. You really got gung-ho on receivers the first couple of picks and then do nothing else after that. All of these people ran this team into the ground and watching this guy come in after a two-year stint and turn this team around as best as he could. Grab Holmes, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing and, and doing what I need to right now. This is one excellent GM, and all the credit is due to what he's been able to create and the uh, aura that he has with him and Dan Campbell. If y'all don't know the relationship these two have, these two wear each other's T-shirts. Like, like this is how good it is in Detroit right now. All it has to do, they just got to get beyond – I don't even want to say get past the hype, but, like, I'm tired of hearing of us. Like, let us get out there and ball. Because the first game is everything. We we play Kansas City while they get their rings and a banner put up. So, Denzel, you got to be ready, man. Guns are blazing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think Connor Hughes right uh, reported now, it. Go ahead, Tim. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, based on, based on what I'm reading right now, we're probably reading the same thing, the details of the deal. Um, have not been released. The court, Justina Anderson, um, you know, was the was the, was the chick I saw. She said pretty much they're still working through the details. So potentially by the time we get off tonight's show, um, it'll come out or probably on the evening. But it, it's a done deal. He's in Detroit, um, potentially to fill the void like PP alluded to, that vacated with Jamison Williams being suspended and, and, and some other things. Um, that are going on there in the trophy receiving core. Um, gut reaction, I love the move. I, I love the move. Um, the New York Jets really did everything that they could to bring in Aaron Rodgers' type of guy. So Elijah Moore, who is a guy who they drafted relatively uh, high a couple of years ago, is now in Cleveland. Now Denzel Mims, who can never get himself right, um, now has a chance to, you know, get a fresh start. Um, a big body who can go get the ball at a time point in Detroit. Um, and then, you know, if he kind of gets himself together, gets works out a role for himself, 
when those weapons come back, you know, from suspension and, and, and everything, uh, this Lions team may get a, be off and running. So we'll leave we'll, we'll that alone. I, I don't feel like, you know, and TP saying today. So we'll leave that alone. But this, I love the move of the Lions. Timeless is is an annoying timeless. Uh, just want everybody to know. Nobody. <laughs> I like the move. I thought Mims would be a cowboy. I honestly felt like that was the marriage between those two. Um, the Cowboys could have used them, and and the Jets. I mean, Mims wanted out, so. Um, especially with the receivers that they brought in, right? They brought in Lazard. They brought in uh, Aaron Rodgers, Caddy, and Randall Cobb. There was no room for him on this team. Um, so I think the fit would have been good in Dallas. But I think to Detroit, I think – What's that? You said his caddy. What? Oh yeah, I mean, everywhere he goes, like, you know, every other city he goes. Every other video. He tried to move him. You know, he tried to move out. Did Rogers back in his life? He can't quit him. It's like Brokeback. He can't quit him. He can't quit him. So, I, you know, That's everywhere good. he goes, in the other video, I see the same house. No, <laughs> yeah. so, so, I, I want to yeah, I mean, ask a question. I want, I, I want to ask a question, right? How do y'all feel yeah. about Rogers now that he's really bringing that Packer core because it's, it's Lazard and I guess the, the young younger receiver that they have there now all of the, the pressure is on him right now huh? Yeah the OC too, Hackett right? Right, right, Hackett. well Hackett just came from Denver after he got fired out there but still yeah, well you're right, you're right, Even the, the Packer core, just period, the, the, the pieces that he's used to, the pressure is mm-hmm. really on Rodgers at this point, like Rodgers really got to show and prove and it's a lot in front of them. The Dolphins, I feel like, are a better team than the Jets right now because they are loaded. If, if y'all don't look at that roster, especially if Dalvin land in Southeast, <laughs> I give them the leg up. I, I want to see what the Jets end up doing because Buffalo still is the king of the division right now. So I don't know if they fall that far off, even though we discussed it. I feel like the Patriots are the only one that's going to bring up the caboose. So there's a ton of pressure on a 40-year-old quarterback right now named Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got hard knocks coming in right now, TP. Um, there's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of excitement for this um, mm-hmm. for this this Jets team, right? Because of Aaron Rodgers, I think the energy is up in the building. Guys are, you know, playing, practicing a little harder. He's bringing an energy to the Jets that they haven't had since Rex Ryan, right? So um, I, I think he, Rodgers is going to match that because he's got a lot to prove, like. Even though we talked about it last night on the NFL uh, front office show, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, shameless plug. He's the number four pick, right? He's the number four quarterback according to ESPN. I don't think he's anywhere near the top ten right now if we're looking at last season. He's got a lot to prove, too. And he saw what, you know, Tom Brady did. He left to go to a new team. He got that chip. Aaron Rodgers, he's a four-time MVP. He's got to do the same, right? He's got to get a chip. And if he won in New York as a Jet, I mean, he'd be God. I mean, there's no question about it. He'd be God if he if he pulled that off. So, I mean, Terry, what do you think about the head that wears? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. You feel me? And right. the thing with Aaron Rodgers in New York, you know, what I'm saying you can sit there and and BS and you know move your way out of Green Bay because you feel some type of way because they drafted Jordan Love and this or his deal. You have no choice. 
but to go out there and ball out. You can't start slow because that New York media will eat you up. I don't care how many times you know, smoked your ostaganda and went into your dark room. They do not give a flying you know what about any of that. You the the way the way you did that was bush league. Okay, so you right. have no choice but to go off, go in there and put up quote unquote God numbers for them to justify what you did to get yourself there. And then you bring in goons and guys who you're comfortable with. Nathaniel Hackett, your new offensive coordinator, you're comfortable with him. Randall Cobb, a.k.a. your your, your caddy, is in the building with you. Alan Lazard, in the building with you. You got Bryce, um, Bryce Hall coming back off for injury. He said he's ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So what more do you have? Not to mention, gentlemen, and again, we, we keep emphasizing this, and we're going to talk about this, you know, as the season, as, as the offseason, you know, kicks in on, on the NFL free-for-all show on Tuesdays, you know, 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, shameless plug. Um, what's the green, what's the, what's the, uh, what the Jets' schedule looks like? There are mm. no layups. There are no, no. Let's, take a, let's take a week off and figure this out. You have no choice but to hit the ground running and running like you, like a bat, bat out of hell because, again, the Buffalo Bills are going to be good. If Tua is anywhere remotely close to what he used to be, they're going to be good regardless if they got Dalvin, regardless if they get Dalvin because they got a slew of backs in that backfield that both have rushed for close to 900 to 1,000 yards a year. In, in multiple places. You got the two fastest dudes in the NFL and Tommy Kill and Jalen Waddle just burning around out there. You know what I'm saying? What in the world? And then you got the Patriots who, for honest purposes, seems like they got better. They hired the new offensive coordinator. They got Mac Jones in the contract. You go in and sign free agents, Juju Smith-Schuster and, and company. You, you, you potentially bring in a new running back in Leonard Fournette who went there and signed, uh, potentially signed with them today he's in, in there doing physical and stuff. So you, you bring in a guy who's been there done that before. Ramon J. Stevenson's coming to his own. Like, this division, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's one of the best in football because I don't think it is. I think it's the AFC North. But this division is going to be fun to watch, and you cannot afford, if you're Aaron Rodgers, to start slow, period. No, nah, if they do, it's, this ain't Green Bay, okay? This ain't, this ain't you know, you can – set your own kind of narrative and media voice, it, New York ain't having that. You start losing games, man, you're going to be on SNY, you're going to be in the, in the newspapers, you're going to be on the radio stations on WFAN, you got all these podcasters like us and everybody, it's going to be hell to pay. And he don't like, he don't like being challenged because he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. But guess what? This is New York City, goddammit. I was just like uh, my, my, one of my favorite movies. Lies. I'm tired of you, New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like, this it's different around here, man. Like, we don't accept we don't accept your attitude. We don't accept you thinking that you you can control the narrative. Nah, man. We 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 gonna come at you and we gonna come at you hard. So Jet fans are gonna be ready for him. Mike, what do you think about uh, TP's point about uh, Packers uh, Packers East? I guess you can call it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of pressure on him. Nathaniel couldn't hack it in Denver, so he has to be reunited uh, with Aaron Rodgers, the guy that, you know, the guy that makes him look good and the guy that got him. Uh, he, he, he was saying the thing about that. 
Um, so I can understand why you bring in a couple familiar guys. Um, the interesting thing to me is, and I want to see if it uh, shows itself on the field, but for the first time in several years, Aaron Rodgers has been very active around the building in the off season. Over the last few years, it's like he hadn't shown up. He barely did anything at training camp and just kind of roll out, you know, roll the football out there week one. You know, I'm really comfortable in this environment. I can just kind of show up and do my thing uh, and everything else. Everybody should be ready to play with me kind of thing. Um, I feel like that there was a lot of entitlement there in Green Bay uh, over the last several years because of the success that he's had, even though, uh, he failed to get it done on the biggest of stages, you know, come January. Uh, so looking at this, going to a different team, you know, he's done a lot of work with Garrett Wilson, getting timing and things down and trying to get on the same page. Uh, regardless of these other receivers uh, that have come in, Caddy Cobb and uh, and Alan Lazar and, and, and all these other people that – the key pieces around him, Brees Hall's got to get back healthy because he had and, and got to come back 100% because he showed a level of explosiveness that the Jets have not had at the running back position in a while. And Garrett Wilson is the number one and top wide receiver on that team. And so he's going to be the guy that has to really eat and maybe uh, take some of the heat away from the other guys and, and, you know, create some openings for these other guys on the field. But Garrett Wilson is going to have to be be able to play uh, at a, I don't want to say all pro level, but pretty close at the wide receiver position for this team to hit its ceiling. I love the talent on this roster. I think the talent is better from top to bottom than what it was in Green Bay. Uh, but looking at the rest of that division, uh, Miami's got all these pieces. I just question what, whether or not they're going to have enough at the quarterback position. Buffalo's still going to be good, so their window is closing. I don't know that the Jets can climb through the window. Um, and then, but I, I think that Buffalo and Miami have to be considered the the two favorites, really, uh, kind of in that division. And I agree with you. I think the Patriots are going to finish last. But to me, I, like I said, it's interesting that he's been involved and getting the offense installed. He's around the uh, OTAs and all the preseason workouts even before they got to camp. So let's see if it shows itself on the field as far as chemistry with these guys because that was the biggest knock that I had against him a year ago. You got a bunch of youth at the wide receiver position, and you didn't put in the extra work uh, leading up into the season to really build rapport with these guys, and that's what he's done now. So we'll see. I mean, listen. It's time to put your money where your mouth is and prove that you are still that guy, that number four quarterback in this league. I don't know that he is anymore, um, but he is a special talent at the quarterback position. So, you know, we'll see what he can bring to the table. But definitely the pressure's on. Now, you don't play – I mean, how, that, how, does this uh, guy, how does this guy, like, really sit with himself? Like, look at what he did. Like, the last couple of years, you wouldn't show up or help out with these receivers, and now all of a sudden you you happy go lucky and you show up in the off season with the Jets. That's just an indictment of how you were kind of just BSing with the Packers in, in Green Bay the last couple of years. I mean, you know, not for nothing. I mean, but whatever, man. Like he's he, he, everything's fine, right? Everything's fine. But I mean, what other storyline? TP, like what storyline? As camp starts to open, I think the rookies are starting to report. 
this this week, and I think um, right. some of the veterans will start reporting in the next couple of days, or I think the Giants report next week. What storylines are you watching right now um, as as NFL starts to kick off? Well, you put something in front of us, like green room-wise, before the show started, <laughs> and I'm actually intrigued in it a lot. Is Brock Purdy's situation in San Francisco, which I want him to start because that is his job. I'm mad the way that the playoffs went down when it, he couldn't throw the ball. And I'm like, put yeah. anybody in there to throw. Johnson got in the game. He couldn't do nothing either. And it's like, you guys were only prepared with one backup behind him. It's like, thanks a lot, Shanahan, for just handing the Eagles that, even though I feel like the Eagles did earn to get there. But it's like, you guys gift wrapped that. So knowing that Purdy is still the guy, the Trey Lance situation now becomes a bigger question on you guys got rid of Garoppolo where it's looking like I should have kept Garoppolo. Now Garoppolo is in limbo out there in Vegas. Like that, that is just a storm of a situation with the quarterback carousel, at least between state lines between Nevada and California. And um, the, the Purdy situation is very interesting. And, oh, by the way, if you have not heard it, I know Sears is going to love this because one of my coworkers is actually a Steelers fan, and I didn't know that this was happening. George Kittle is talking junk to the Steelers because that's the week one matchup. And he said, quote, he is going to slow down T.J. Watt in that game. So this is going to be a storm of a game coming into week one with these two megastars going at it right now. But if Kittle's sitting up there worried about blocking T.J., they already won the game. You're a big piece of the offensive pass design. And you're sitting up here worried about blocking T.J. Watt. I, I just don't get it. But – those are some of the stories and, and things that I've actually, you know, got a glimpse of outside of this breaking news by Aaron Sirius Simmons. Oh, my goodness. I do love my little brother after all. You know, I, I feel like he's the dutter man, and I'm Nino Brown right now. That's okay. But I, I love it. I still work with him. I mean, the, the Brock Purdy situation is interesting to me, TP, just because I'm glad that Kyle Shanahan – is get, not only giving Brock Purdy the, the chance that he deserves, even with the injury that we talked about, I think if he's not injured in that game, that the 49ers have a really good shot of winning that game. I think the Eagles are a little better, but I think they had a better shot than what we saw in the second half. Like, they just could not throw the ball. They had nobody. They had no quarterbacks, right? But I, I, I'm glad that the allure of the top, what, top three pick in Trey Lance isn't deterring them from the eye test that Brock Purdy – did something special for that team and got them to the point where they were a legit Super Bowl contender. And I think he deserves that shot to be the star. The news was that if he's healthy, he is the number one quarterback. And I think that's only fair. I, I, I think it sucks for Trey Lance, but like, hey, um, we saw that happen in New England years ago with, with Tom Brady, and that worked out. You know, quarterbacks, when they get their shot, some some give it back and some don't. Like, Russell Wilson got his shot um, in, in Seattle as a third-round pick. He didn't give it back. Dak Prescott got his shot over Tony Romo. Tony Romo's doing uh, CBS, and, and Dak Prescott's the quarterback. So it happens, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I'm, I'm glad that Purdy's going to get that shot. I mean, serious, what do you think? What, what storylines you you're looking at uh, coming into the NFL season? You know, there's a couple storylines. Uh, I'll leave the Trey Lance and Bart Purdy thing, you know, alone. Um, th- th- there are two, and I- I'm sure this is going to lead into what we're going to close the show. Um, what the hell are the running backs that did not get signed going to do? 
after last night's show, Barry, you shared a video uh, with mm-hmm. Saquon talking about particular options, and I saw the whole interview in totality this afternoon. Um, and the, the the tone of Saquon's, you know, conversation, he 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 felt like, and it appeared like he was having an internal struggle. Um, and felt like he did not know what to do, but that he had options that he needed to consult his family, friends, loved ones, and agency about. Um, so does he actually report the camp? Does he sit out the full season? Does he sit out partial, partial part of the season? What's going to happen with Josh Jacobs and the Las Vegas Raiders, who is in a very who is in the exact same boat as Saquon Barkley is? Um, you know, and these are two guys who literally are the vocal point of their offense. Missing with that Devontae Adams stuff, like he hasn't been the same receiver in my opinion since he left Aaron Rodgers. The the Vegas Raiders, especially with Josh McDaniels, is a running team. And Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. And he's not paid. And you mean to tell me he's gonna you know, put his body through a whole nother year of this for ten and a half, you know, bands, ten and a half million dollars. I, 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 I'm not too sure that's going to be the the move there. Um, so these these are the that's the storyline I'm really looking forward to seeing. Obviously, there's quarterback battles. I'm out here in the metro, uh, so you got the Sam Howe, Jacoby Brissett thing uh, about to kick mm-hmm. off. Um, you got a couple other running backs and receivers, things to kind of iron out um, all over the NFL. But for for me, since, you know, TP and your stuff, you know, kind of led with that Brock Purdy thing, um, I think this running back situation is going to be something I'm going to be watching uh, very, very closely. Yeah, I mean, I saw the, the interview that Saquon did, and I think it was last week that he did it, but it's starting to make the rounds today, obviously because he didn't get that uh, – he didn't sign the tender, and, you know, they didn't get a deal done. Um, you know, with as far as him, as a Giant fan, I want him in the building. But as, you know, if I was in his shoes, I would have to prove to the Giants that they made a mistake in not giving him the deal. And if it was only about a million or two that they were off, I think it's a mistake. Um, and he has to prove it by sitting out. I don't think he's going to sit out the full season. I, I, I think it's going to be like when we were younger in the Emmett Smith situation, it was pretty much the same thing. Emmett wanted to be – he didn't want to be paid as a running back. He wanted to be paid as the best player on his team. Uh, he sat out two games and came back, I think it was week three. Um, I, I feel like he will sit out a majority of camp and he'll be probably there maybe a week or two before the season starts, not ready to play. They'll have to play without him against the Cowboys, and they're gonna they're gonna see why they miss him, and that's kind of how I see it going on. Mike, what storylines are you following um, heading into camp? So, real quick, and I won't go too deep into it, but you mentioned the Trey Lance thing, and it's not like he hasn't been given a couple of opportunities to take over. And I understand he lost him due to injury, but. How many times can you put your eggs in that basket and, and watch it uh, and watch the eggs break? So um, that is not the right basket to put the eggs in to do like the kids do in the school now and try to put together a thing and throw it off the roof to see if it, uh, you know, the egg stays intact. No, the Trey Lance basket will break every time. 
You have yolk everywhere. Uh, so uh, we'll see. It's not fair, but to him, but at the same time, like Brock Purdy's been there, deserves it. So I'm looking around the league, and a couple things. Obviously, uh, watching Aaron Rodgers in New York to see how that goes. I'm also watching first-year quarterbacks this year. I think you got to count Jordan Love in that group as a first-year starter. But the three rookies, uh, a couple of them in the same division. So, you know, how does Bryce Young and how does C.J. Stroud and and Anthony Richardson look this year? Can Richardson win that job? And if so, when? Um, you know, other, other stories around the league. Uh, does, what does Buffalo do to try to keep that window open? Uh, the Miami quarterback situation. Uh, can John Gru- uh, can not Gruden? Can Josh McDaniels get a handle on what's going on in uh, in Vegas? The Russell Wilson uh, redemption tour with Sean Payton. What does that look like, and how good can that team be? Um, Minnesota is an interesting team to watch with everything kind of coming out there. And then I want to see this Justin Fields progress. And then uh, the the other thing, just kind of close to home, just to hit this real quick, is, uh, you know, Derek Carr in New Orleans. How does he do um, as a saint, and what does that look like? So lots of fun stories, and that's just sort of scratching the surface. There's lots of other ones to watch. The continued evolution of the Detroit Lions, like so many fun stories in uh, football to watch. And the last one that I'll say real quick is now that he's had a full off season and he's going to start from day one, um, what kind of difference does Deshaun Watson make um, in Cleveland? Because they're sure paying him to make one. So uh, what do we get with a full year of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, he was a top quarterback not too long ago and before all this nonsense happened. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if that, if that that team can get a return on their investment because they're paying him fully guaranteed. And I think he is that good, but he just, you know, you haven't seen enough of him. So, to your point, Mike, there's a lot of great storylines around the league. I think, um, you know, can the Chiefs repeat? I think they have a really good shot because, like we've said on numerous shows, they they over not overachieved, but they did a lot with a young team. And now that's a the team with a year's experience. They got draft picks. They got they're they're going to be a good team. I I I really like that storyline. Can Buffalo get over the hump? Right uh, to TP's point, you know they're a really good team, but they just can't seem to figure out is this their year to to make that run to the Super Bowl. Um, so there's going to be a lot of interesting stories. I think you know the NFC um, North is up for grabs, but because. Rodgers isn't there, but I really think the Lions are the class of that division, and, and there's pressure on them now. They have to start winning. They have to win these games that they weren't winning in the past, and they have to they have to take this division. I think this is their division to take, um, even though I think Minnesota is, is a pretty decent team um, coming off the playoff when they got a really good offense, but I think the Lions are the they're the team, and to your point, the rookie quarterbacks. It will be interesting to see Bryce Young if he can make it happen in in Carolina. Even though there was question marks about his height and, and all that stuff, I don't I don't question his ability. He's a hell of a quarterback. So um, I, I I think and and listen, the NFC East. I think, in my opinion, I, I disagree with Sirius. I think the NFC East is probably the best division in, in football. But there's a lot of good divisions, right? A, AFC East. Uh, AFC North is going to be pretty darn good, um, top to bottom. I think they're going to be pretty even. Um, but 
listen, the NFC East got three playoff teams. Can the Giants do what they did last year with the Saquon Barkley thing hanging over their head? The Eagles, best team in the NFC, look like they reloaded through the draft with Jalen um, Jalen Carter. So in company, so they got they got some they got talent. They got some guys that they could plug in there. The Cowboys, can they? <laughs> Cowboys, <laughs> they're not winning. They're not winning. Come on, stop. Um, no, nah, but, you know, they're supposed to be a good team. Dak said he ain't throwing more than 10 interceptions, TP. He said he's not throwing more than 10 interceptions. You buying that? Because, I mean, listen. Dak? You said Dak said no more than 10? Dak came out and said, TP, that he's not throwing no more than 10 interceptions this year. Well, if so, right? Now I'm going to go with mm-hmm. the, the subject, right? Mm-hmm. This is proving why that they're trying to say Dallas is a top ten offense. This, this is why, or a top okay. ten team outside of the offense. He has to improve. All look, look, look. I'm glad that you led this situation with Aaron Rodgers. The AFC quarterback mm-hmm. that everybody's watching is Aaron Rodgers. The NFC quarterback mm-hmm. everybody has to watch is Dak Prescott because I feel like That's right. if he does well, then the money's worth what they're going to throw into him, or after all the money that they did give him. If not, the question still looms, do they keep him? Do they move on from him? They, there's no quarterback for the future to lead the Cowboys if Dak is not that guy. So this is a critical situation and a, a thing to stand on. And I, I don't want to see it, like, personally, but if Dallas wants to be in these rankings, this, this is what has to happen. Dak's got to take care of the damn football. I mean, you shouldn't have to force the ball when you have a top defense that they have, Right. Dallas has arguably a top five defense in the league. Micah Parsons is an animal. They got Diggs as one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's definitely elite. Um, they just had some a little question mark at safety. I think they've addressed that. Um, they they got. I think they had some issue at defensive tackle. I like the draft pick that they they had. I can't remember the kid's name, but they brought in. A, they, they're definitely addressing that part of the line uh, part of the uh, defensive line. So, listen, they got a really good defense. You shouldn't have to feel like you need to force the ball and, and, get, and throw five and 15 interceptions. Like, 10 is a max. And, listen, I think he's not going to throw 10 interceptions if, um, you know, McCarthy pulls the reins back and says, you know what, we're just going to hand the ball off. We're not going to allow you to throw 10 interceptions a game. They're not going to put you in that position to have to throw interceptions. So that's probably why he's not going to throw. But I, I'll take the over. But, but 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 in order for that to happen, McCarthy has to get his head out of his own behind and be an actual coach. Yes. And yep. history has shown us that that's not McCarthy's mo. So yeah, he's throwing like over. I'm gonna say if the, if the, if the number is at ten, I'm going over. I'm going over too, and I feel like the last time McCarthy called plays, that was his last season in Green Bay. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Eight, like, eight, real talk. 18 picks for Dr. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be that high, but, like, if you're telling me you're not, he's going to have a, a, a tour de force. And Listen, I'll give him credit. He came off that, that horrific injury. I, I mean, I will not forget it. It was, like, um, the first day I moved into my new house, um, I got my big screen TV, had it set up, the first thing I did was watch, you know, I had the Giants game on, and then I saw that and on my on my big screen TV, and it was horrific. So he took time to get back, and it takes a little bit of time 
off of an injury, they really get to, you know, get get back. Like you've seen it with Watson too. When you take that that time off, it takes a little while. But fifteen interceptions. I mean, that's not not to say that's who he is, quarterback. He can be pretty good. I don't think you thought he was going to be elite if you were waiting until the fourth round to draft. You know what I mean? He's not like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert or, or Mahomes who got drafted in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a fourth-round pick that was drafted to be the backup to Tony Romo. That's who he was. Now, he's made himself into a better quarterback, but nobody saw him as an elite quarterback coming out of college. Nobody even knew who he was. Hey, so, yeah, go ahead. Go so, for it. Check this out. De- one, two, three. Dak Prescott has thrown under 10 interceptions three times his whole career. 
That's what I mean. Like, so the Royals are coming up. They, but they had the Angels, the Rockies, and the Cubs. That was the time to, to, to get into this race because, to your point, the Rays are starting to lose. The Orioles have overtaken first place by percentage points. But, that, you know, Tampa Bay is starting to fall back. Like I told people they would, read the article. I said they'd fall back on sportscitychefs.com. Um, but the, the Yankees decided to go a depressing. It's utterly disgusting, two and seven against these these three teams. Hmm. Despicable. Despicable. Um I'm done. Um thank you for calling in. Um if you got anything to add, that would be great. If not, give us a plug, a close. Uh I know you got your show tomorrow. What well, if we plug that and if we get out of here in the kitchen to fill in Mr. the press, Har- I wanna go over the drive. Mr Harvey dropped off. <laughs> he did. Okay. Um, shout out to Mr. Harvey. Listen, um, let's listen to his show tomorrow, the roundtable gumbo with him and Mr. Chandler Knight. Uh, they do a great job on their show, talking all sports. They, they, they're some really insightful guys. They really have some some good conversations about sports. So you definitely make sure you listen to that nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, on the on the, uh, the Blog Talk Radio, the Sports City Chefs Network. <sighs> I'm just really angry right now. Serious. Um, it was, a it was a close, man. Here we go. Man, it's your boy, Sirius. I've been out one, two, and the seven or three, man. Such a privilege and a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition of the Callers Cookout. Um, definitely check out the shows, man, the blogs and uh, finger foods and everything that's going on, man. I mentioned this yesterday. Four cities in the middle of doing some big things. So definitely for those of you guys who have been rocking with us, uh, from from the get-go, man, we're about to do some big things, and I definitely want everybody to come along for the ride and, you know, partake and, you know, and, and, and be a part of this with us, man. We, we, we do this for everybody. So um, I'm very, very, very much um, looking forward to what's coming down the pipe. With that being said, uh, check out the uh, Roundtable Gumbo Show tomorrow. Uh, again, Mr. Harvey Chandler is going to be on, on the one who's doing that thing, and the Lord willing, uh, we'll be back in the building. Um, you know, next week doing what we love, man. With that being said, I'll check out you guys on the next one, man. Peace. Peace, serious. Peace, peace, peace. Um, the Yankees have scored under three runs in 21 of their last 37 games, but we're waiting for the, the baseball messiah to come save us with a hurt toe. Like, who even knows if Aaron Judge is going to be 100% when he comes? <sighs> I'm done. TP, always a pleasure, brother. Get us out of here. Head honcho. Manager. The Twins are up one nothing in the middle of Seattle. Hopefully they can hang on to this game and win. If they do, they have the same identical record as the New York Yankees. Just just a little jab. I got a jab. I got a jab. I got a jab. There ain't no way Barry can duck and dodge. There ain't no way Sirius can duck and dodge with everything that's going on in them pinstripes. Just like Sirius like to say, Miss me with all that, but I've loved every last bit of this. I'm, I'm feeling some type of way, man. I'm, and Sundays are going to start being good with this football coming around. And rookies reported as of this week, like I think it was as of Tuesday, but the veterans report, well, the Lions, the veterans are reporting Saturday to get things kicked off for camp. And, um, you know, the Jets and everything with the Hall of Fame game, they're in there earlier. So this is good that we're actually getting a lot of feedback with football Across the board, the sports atmosphere is getting good. Um, I know people don't follow what I'm about to talk about, but uh, Jamal Cross, Crawford has a uh, pro-am up there in, in Washington. They play. Everybody goes up there. LeBron, Kevin Durant, all of them, they play. And he is 
43 years old, a year older than me, and put up 40 points in this thing up against some of the the good greats in the league and so on and so forth. So that's something to get cracking. Um, I, I'm telling you, we're getting close to them bird months. I can just feel it, even though the air is not in our favor, because if, if you can, avoid all that air pollution out there. But that may be what's going on in the Bronx. That may be what's going on in Queens, the air. it got to be the air. It's something. I don't know what else to put it on. They're trying to blame the toe of Aaron Judge. They're trying to blame Boone. I, 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 don't, I don't know. So I'm going to just say the air. We're going to blame the atmosphere. This, this is how it is. So hopefully the Yankees can get their swagger back. I don't want to see it get back. It's good to see Aaron and Barry Bowles hot under the cap because their boys ain't doing good right now. You're welcome for taking Giles Donaldson off of my hands. It's a blessing in disguise. Sports City, I love you. I love everything that we've done at this grill. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh.